the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. My name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, and I'm here joined with my comrades, colleagues, and football, soccer, and nonsense, Bridget and Eric. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Awesome. Whoop, the sun whoop. is out. Sun it's is not out. a, it's not a frigid tundra today. So, I'll take it. For for Minnesota standards, that's what I always that's, have to like that's, put on there as a uh, important, uh, what do you call it, qualifier. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Thirty degrees and everybody's just like, oh, it's so nice outside. Or like, you know, half the rest of the world is just like, um, that's still unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> east coast oh. is still freezing and freaking out about the yeah i heard they're like yeah. negative 50 wind chill or something like that yeah somewhere. well oh. mount washington and new hampshire had the negative 100 registered it yeah, yeah negative 100 something that's incredible but, and i mean and there are human humans there like there's civilization ish you know there's scientists in mount washington so yeah there's yeah at the top there's humans like, in there yep mm-hmm and they actually interviewed some of them. Was it on CNN? I think the funniest think thing so. is they couldn't get they couldn't get the Wi-Fi to work, so the guy's doing it from his iPhone. He's doing mm-hmm. that interview <laughs> with his well, iPhone. Like you watch Northwoods Law, right? Yeah, I like do. they they do rescues on Mount Washington all the time. Man, I can't believe you. when the guy when the guy dressed up, he literally looked like a walking commercial of Columbia, um, you know, jackets. <laughs> But he had like these big old goggles, and I was like, "Wow, okay." Yeah, because they have they're above the clouds. They get the I think they said it was like stratospheric winds at the top. So, no thanks. Yeah, I I ended up going out on the on the kids' day off. In fact, and she took us on Thursday, and that was when we had like negative thirty wind chill. And I was trying to bundle up with more. I was like, "No, no, no, it'll be fine. Just wear your regular gear." Like, I don't know. And we're definitely feeling it to start off. And he worked with my daughter for a little bit. So I kind of just took off and did my own thing. And I came around this turn. Uh, we were at the Hiawatha over here, not too far away. Um, and there was no tree cover. And I describe it as I, I have been punched in the face. And I know what that feels like. Um, <laughs> and this hurt significantly more. Just that wind hitting. And immediately, mm-hmm. like, my, with my right earlobe down to my jawline it just went numb and like i I couldn't move my face oh yeah no i was out <laughs> in that I, weather too yeah it's it was crazy and the, I, I, the it was, it was the is, first time i i just i just turned around and i went back to him and was like pack it up <laughs> like this is this is the line <laughs> we're that, done that we don't cross yep exactly yeah no what are those things that they call i, I don't want to mispronounce it because there's also like a pastry it's it was it the bakla was it the oh uh, balaclava yeah balaclava yeah yeah Probably not to be confused with baklava baklava, yeah, baklava. imagine imagine a face full of your face full of baklava as you're skiing out there that'd be great <laughs> but, that might have made it tolerable actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're munching as you're chew, moving. Yeah. chew on that to keep <laughs> your your blood flow yeah. going in your jaw no, oh, yeah, man. I was out there. It was bad. Like it was bad. it's it's that point where like when the wind gust hits you and it feels like someone just punched you and you like lose all air, you like, just like gasp for air, and you're like <gasps> Yeah and you're like I mean, it, it keeps on going. Yeah. It hurt. Bad. Like it physically hurt. And I I'm I almost wanted to cry, but I'm like, I can't do that because my tears will freeze on my face and that'll be even worse. <laughs> so <laughs> can't go there. Mm-hmm. Uh Rodrigo, how are you? I'm surviving. It's been a rough week. A um, lot of transition with Nubia surgery. She's feeling better, uh, but it's just a lot of trying to figure things out. Um, well, we got up to what um, Leeds USA not do so great. Um, got to watch. Um, what else did we get to? We're part of the St. Pauli game, 
and just overall just send Nubia Netflix recommendations right now she's watching a bunch of other stuff but overall she's just she's getting better little by little so I don't have Netflix but I'm back into the expanse after taking some time out that one's on um, prime and it's such a good show and you it was on sci-fi originally and then they picked it up at like season three or four or something like that it's it's one of the most diverse ethnically diverse cast you'll ever see um it's just really really good storytelling where it's there's a series of books that it's based off of it's i can't recommend it enough it's great um should we jump in yeah might as well yeah well this is to you Rodrigo. you got a whole bunch of uh nw nwsl stuff here again speaking well, of uh your lovely wife she she hooked us up again so yeah take it away she went to work so thank you nubia yeah so um as we get into nwsl news um there's still no timeline on the return from sam Mewis following the second surgery they had um and so that's kind of not good because we i was hoping to have sam Mewis get an update to see if they were going to be able to make the world cup roster but it looks like that's not going to be an option um, and it's unfortunate because they, you know, they've had back, they've had one knee surgery and recovery didn't go well. So they had to have a second knee surgery. And I think from my experience of knee surgery so far this week, it's, it's, that's, that's, uh, that, that's not a good place to be at in a recovery phase. Um, um, another news, Orlando pride hires Haley Carter as VP of soccer operations, uh, and general managers, Carter is a retired professional soccer player, business executive coach, licensed attorney, and former U.S. Marine officer. Um, holds level one, level two talent identification certification. This uh, serves as chair of the women's coaches community for United States soccer. Just overall, you know, hopefully a good, a good switch in that administration since they've been not one of the greatest so far in the NWSL from coaches being fired and being dismissed in investigations, um, you know, and sticking with the Orlando pride, they trade rights for defender Courtney Peterson for a 2024 draft kit to Houston for up to $90,000. Um, there's also another news that I'll let Eric kind of get into it. It involves Brazilian players, but, um, it looks like there's still no NWSL schedule. Schedule is not expected until probably in a couple of weeks, February 25th, with the season starting March 25th. Um, and so hopefully we'll be able to get more stuff, but I'm kind of excited um, to be able to to just get wound up with all the drafts, um, you know, and everything else that's been going on lately. It's, it's going to be really interesting. Um, do we want to talk about... Um, you want to you want me to talk about the she believes cup or you want to take that over? We we can both do it. Why, why don't you start? I I I'm looking at some of your notes here and you're I, I didn't realize. Well, let's let's start with the fact that it's going to be streamed on HBO Max live, which is dope. I didn't I didn't know that until right now. So cool. Yeah. So the dates are February 16th, 19th, and 22nd. Um, the teams are invited for the she believes cup. Of course, are uh, this is this is probably one of my favorite. Uh, invitations that I've seen in a while. Um, I think the last time England was in, and that was really good. But it's the USA, of course, Canada, Japan, and Brazil. And I think mm -hmm. that's, you, you know, you have to watch all these games. Like there is mm -hmm. no, no, no boring game that's going to happen out of this whole thing or a pushover. I think these are all very competitive teams. And yeah. this is going to be a good buildup. I think that's by the reason they did that. It's a good buildup. Um, and so on February 16th, you have Japan versus Brazil in the earlier game. And then you have USA versus Canada. They will play that in Orlando. Um, the 19th, you have USA versus Japan, the earlier game, and then Brazil versus Canada, the later game. And of course, the 22nd, um, Canada versus Japan, the early game, and USA versus Brazil, which... They're that, keeping that as the finale. I love it. That's good. That look, you know, and as we know, um, the she believes cub is 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 best points, right? Points. It's a points based system. So whoever has the best most points, uh, or finish number one after all these games, they they will be doing they'll be crowned the she believes cup winner. And let's believe that. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of momentum and and confidence coming out of the the selección femenina right now. And, yeah, this should and, be. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that they're gonna they're gonna win the thing, but 
I, I like you said, I think they're going to be extremely competitive and they're probably going to um, put some pressure on some teams and you may, maybe they will pull it off. Who knows? But uh, what's the uh, Pia, what's her last name? The, the Swedish coach. I always forget, forget her last name. So it's an S anyway. Um, I've seen some interviews with her. Her Portuguese is spectacular, by the way. And uh, she's very, very confident. And she's just like, she's like the, the women are doing things that I couldn't even predict it even a year ago as, as much as this team has come together and the, the talent level. And now they have all this, uh, this, this new generation that's coming up that are, you know, late teenagers into their early twenties. And then you still have like the veterans, like Martha's still in there. She's coming back. I think you put a, a note in there, uh, Rodrigo after uh, 11 months with her ACL. So it's going to be this big mix in terms of, in terms of depth and, and she seems thrilled to be able to kind of mix and match and, and, you know, play with all the different ages and, and talent levels and things like that. So, I mean, it'll be, it'll be fun to see how it plays out when, when, when the thing actually gets going. And there's, there's another, I'll, I'll just put a teaser in for the very end. Um, stick around, listen to the rest. Uh, I will mention the set of sound community one more time as a part of our ending good news segment. So stick that there. Anything else yeah. on She Believes? I mean, there's just, you know, the rosters, you know, they've been released, but it's just overall, you know. Um, if you look over, you got um, Adrian, AD, AD in French. Um, you know, you got um, lots of people from from Washington. You got Crystal Dunn. You got Sofia Huerta, which I really love watching play. Of course, Lindsay Horan's back and, you know, Rose Lavelle. I mean, this is this could be what your senior team looks like when you're going into the World Cup. So this is probably the most serious of the tournaments that we've had. But then you also have, you know, um, Brazil's got um, who else has they got? There's Adriana from Orlando Pride. Yeah, there's I didn't a, put it in here. It's a big uh, mix, though. They have there's... a big mix. So that's that's yep. kind of it. And, you know, Debinha from you know Debinha always always dangerous. Yep. Um, and I think um, let's see, just overall, I mean, it's gonna be really fun, mm. you know. And I'm looking forward to just about mm. all the other things that they're going to do, and just, just overall handed, the things. Yeah, I got handed I mean, fresh bread. The, the the child just made fresh sourdough. Wow. we're very spoiled we're very spoiled yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the one of the one of the news is you know Tierna davidson will train with the team but will be available to play she's still working her way back from injury um you know it's it's just a good reflection of the nwsl overall if you think and for both the u.s women and and the and the and the, and the brazilian uh selection you know i think that's cool uh but i i really really wish um you know, I'm happy that's an HBO because a I have HBO, and the commentary is great. And having no commercials is awesome. Um, uh, but the accessibility access is the is the thing that that gets me right. You know, I wish this was in um, as Eric calls it, bunny ears, or um, because that 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 would have a much bigger impact. But it is what it is. So, um. At least HBO is not is not banning sharing passwords like you know Netflix. So at least we might be able to do some of that. So. <laughs> sharing is caring. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be. I think it's a really good start to the year uh, for for each of those teams. But uh, it'll be really good to see um, see some solid competitive play for. On all sides. Yeah, I'm looking up. Um, remember my name. Sundahaga. I think it's how you pronounce it. Pia Sundahaga. The coach. All right. Let's jump to Bridget. I'll give you this one since we really don't have a lot. Uh, the Loons did some preseason stuff uh, in Florida with uh, Orlando. Take it away. Yeah, It'll probably did. be 30 seconds. Um, go. Orlando two, Minnesota United zero. That concludes your Minnesota United <laughs> news for this week. Right. I mean, still no, <laughs> still no um, Reynoso news. No Reynoso. Uh, Lawrence is expected back any day, if not already. Um, they did fly home 
Thursday from Florida, got Friday and I believe the weekend off. Um, Still have a little bit of training time in Blaine before they head out to California for that Coachella Invitational deal um, towards the end of this week. Uh, And as of today, Sunday, 20 days until the season opener. Oof, it's kind of scary. Yeah. So so while we're talking uh, about loons, do we have any of you, well, I guess... I guess I, I don't know because I know Eric's not a season ticket holder anymore. Bridget, are you season ticket holder still? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so have you have you done the whole MLS soccer app, the MLS app? On- so I've tried. Um, so yeah, I did redeem the the code for the free uh, free thing for season ticket holders. Um, problem is with Apple, I have a Pixel phone. I have a non-Apple computer. I have a non-Apple TV. So I can get on. I had no problems at all going through the browser on my phone uh, and setting up an Apple ID and getting it all synced up. It's good to go. Fine. But that's just on my phone. My TV has the Apple app. Like, because I'm hooked up to Xfinity and you can get all the apps, pretty much all of the streaming services you can pull up on Xfinity it wouldn't let me sync my account for Apple without like it put up a QR code on the screen and it was like, scan this and go to Apple support and then sign in and then do this and then do this. And then you can get log in on TV. So I gave up. We were actually talking about this at the bar yesterday. Um, And it sounds like with like a fire stick or a Roku or something, where you have like the actual app downloaded on something, and then you plug it into your TV. That's probably the easier route to go. The league is actually working. Um, Zeller was on a, uh, and ISC folks were on a call with the league and Apple um, regarding accessibility. And they are working on an app that will work better on Android for those of us who do not have Apple products. Um, cause obviously you can't pull up the Apple TV app in the Google play store. Um, but they are working on something to make that a little bit more streamlined and accessible. So we'll see if they get that figured out, um, before the start of the season, they are working on it though. They're actively like trying to fix these problems because That's like funny. Apple products only account for like half of the devices in the United States. So it's not like all of us are, you know. Yeah, I mean that—that that was one thing that uh, that 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 was an issue I thought, but also just overall, you you would figure you have at least you know almost like a year to figure out that you know not everyone owns an Apple device <laughs> to figure out an alternative route that would work well for everybody. But what I've heard what from mean? it is, that, yeah, it's it's been it's been okay. Like we have an Apple TV, so. But we haven't done it yet because, like, I'm still confused as the aspect that, like, you only get one redeemable code per account. And I was like, well, what's the point of me having season tickets plus if I can't get more than one account and one TV? But you, so, so you can do family sharing though, like, yeah. in your Apple account. Like, you have to set it up for separate people to use their Apple ID yeah. to log into your account. Mm-hmm. So it's one account, but you can, unlike Netflix, you can like share access to that right. account but i think i have to pay extra to add another person to my family share plan because we think we hit the limit so we, so we've talked about this wow. before but you can apple's going to be have like weekly free matches too besides just all the coverage that you pay for right so you like log in and then there'll be a game like they'll randomly pick whichever match they're going to show kind of a thing because that's kind of how it's going to roll i think so yeah so you don't have to be on the season pass you can just be right. on the tv um and and i mean some of them will still be streamed like broadcast they'll be broadcast rather than streaming i should say um so you're not out of luck if you don't have apple right, tv yeah. and or mls season pass but yeah missed on um, but whatevs yeah so i i mean they're working on it it is kind of cool because you have um like all of this content in one place whereas and each team is required to put out this like 
check each of these boxes each week so that everyone has the same content out, which is nice mm-hmm. because we've all seen, you know, trying to find uh, interviews or stuff on some teams, like some teams just do it better than others and some yeah. don't really try at all, but now they all yep. have to do sure. that. Um, so it's, and there's good content out there now um, for, without paying, you can now access uh, a lot of that stuff. Like you can watch old matches and um, pull up interviews and stuff, uh, which will be available through the start of the season. But um, yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's, uh, and I knew it was going to be a little weird, which is why I started working on it right away instead of, you know, like waiting until the week of, um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. They're, they're still working out the kinks and, and I understand, I mean, it's apps are something that's constantly changing so even though they had a year like you never really know like what all is going to be available like within that year right so um i did see there are so exploring the google play store there's like fourth party apps that you can download in order to access an account on the apple TV, <laughs> so it's Which so don't, all the way like, around. They're all so shady. Do not yeah. download them. But there's like 20 of them in the Google Play Store that have the Apple TV logo, but it's called like Stream Macintosh. Like, just they found all of the loopholes around um, all of that. But De- definitely not malware. Nothing download to worry about. this app in order to yeah. access this app on your other device. Um, yeah, so it's it's weird, but they're they're working on improving it. It's a new thing for everybody. Um and overall, I think the league has actually done a decent job of communicating uh all of that. So, we'll see. Cool. Well, that that kind of wraps up that little section there. Do we do we want to take a break or should we just keep rolling into internationals? We'll take a quick break. Just just to have a little music break and then we'll do the next thing. How about that? All right. Cool. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. It is international news section. So let's get going and start with Eric. What do you have to report? Well, we have a uh, large and powerful women's theme this episode. So let's just keep riding that wave. Uh, Women's World Cup news. This is incredible. Um, Australia is reporting that the opening stadium has been moved (laughs) because it reached capacity and they need more seating. So it's now going to be at, uh, which one is it? Did I get the actual place in here? Stadium Australia is the new venue because uh, they needed 83, or no, they reached capacity of 83,500 at the first venue. So uh, apparently they're shooting for like 90 or 100,000 or who knows, because they had to move, which is phenomenal. You love There aren't that many people who care. Yeah. Thank you, Bridget. (laughs) You're ready for it. Ready for it. Always. Always ready for that one. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, man, it's, it's what can you say? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Uh, that opener will be Australia versus Ireland, by the way. It sounds like pretty much all of Australia is just going to be trying to get into that stadium. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Stadium Australia's max capacity was like 115,000. Yeah, people. I have a feeling that maybe they'll hit that too, which would be just out of this world. I, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be I, at all. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, you know the way the Matildas are, are are followed and loved in Australia, you know, and then the rest of the world. Plus, it's not like you know, it's not like where you get. It's not like you get to sleep in like you know white people tents, you know, with fake ICs and stuff like that. So you actually they get. Have, uh, they have actual infrastructure built yeah. for like people to come use. It's a very yeah, good I, callback. 
I just I just pulled that up real quick. I had forgotten that they built that for the Olympics. So depending on which setup they're using, it's between eighty one thousand and one hundred and fifteen thousand, depending on how it's configured. Oh, you know they're going for the least a hundred. It's gonna have to be. If yeah, they they're gonna. Yeah, they're, they'll use it that way. Definitely. Yeah. So that's just gonna be amazing. amazing. That's, yeah. Um, I can't on, wait. On one hundred fifty thousand uh, people watching watching uh yeah that's gonna be awesome so our friend of the pod shireen ahmed uh at burn it all down she she dropped something that i put on ig too that apparently a little on the more negative side of things uh it looked like saudi arabia was kind of trying to sneak in as some kind of a sponsor at the last minute um and a lot of the teams like australia in fact are not thrilled um because you know they they don't want dirty saudi money entering the competition that they're hosting so now there's a little bit of controversy on how this is all playing out um because unfortunately it is still fifa right this is still under the fifa banner and fifa will gladly take that dirty saudi money um so uh um, so will stay, stay tuned stay tuned yeah i, I, I didn't even mention that one <laughs> um we'll see how that plays out that that was too easy rodrigo that's low-hanging fruit no, I'm just saying, you know, like you, you have a saying saying all your heroes are problematic, all your favorite soccer clubs are problematic. Yes, so exactly. Yeah, they they don't care where the money comes from. It's money, it cashes out the same. They'll take it. But you know, if you've got these sellout Australian crowds that might have a thing or two to say about it, I mean it it, it could be an interesting point of resistance and protest is to kind of see how it I don't know, you know, there's not a lot of time, but Stranger Things. That's what I'm saying. Let's see what happens. I mean, um, if, we're, if we're on the moves of talking money, you know, we can talk a little bit about the EPO. What is it that, uh, that oh, Chelsea spent on transfers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, there. Uh, you know, it's spent like almost $600 million on new signings. I was I was playing around with Bridget on IG. Like, oh, that's just Bridget pocket change. She's, she's just walking around with. 300 million euro no big yeah, deal it's just, oh, yeah it's just it's just yeah let's <laughs> yeah. i mean g was super upset that you know uh Ansel's going to uh to to to, to chelsea. chelsea but just overall it's like it just talks about the aspect of business right and how like at one point you're going to try to sell these players right and that's what the reason that they're doing this but i don't know like that's just i just, I just like this statistic that for just for that one guy for uh what's his name again enzo right mm-hmm. 300 million for that transfer is 140 million dollars more than brentford had ever spent in the history ever. of the club on transfers for the one dude right ridiculous and oh, that's the thing that's right capitalism. i mean and yeah capitalism soccer being overrun by people who have allegories and you know tons of money and blood money and all the other stuff and Again, you know, I'm reusing your words, but, you know, reclaiming them as something else. But all your football clubs are problematic. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yep. yep. Um, speaking of another one that is owned by problematic fitters, figures, uh, Manchester City. Uh, but we're looking at it from the perspective of a uh, U.S. national who is probably going to get his get paid and... Uh, move up a little bit here. So we're talking about uh, Jedi moving from Fulham, it sounds like. Did, did this go through? By the way, I should, I should ask you guys. You guys are on it more than I am. I don't think so. I don't, oh, it didn't go sure. through? No. Well, keep talking. The rumor, yeah, well, the we'll rumor was check. yeah, the rumor was that he was going to make the move from Fulham to Manchester City and apparently uh, Pep himself had been eyeing him um, and then was especially impressed during the World Cup and was trying to get that thing over the line. Uh, I'll let you guys tell me if I'm right or wrong in a few minutes here. But it would be a pretty big deal to have a U.S. men's national team player on Manchester City uh, kind of taking his his playing and orders and, and learning process, as it were, from the one and only Pep Guardiola. Pressure's on, pressure's on. <laughs> it may it may still be a rumor, but probably is. Yeah. So didn't see anything. 
I can't find that, but there's a headline that says Holland to divorce Man City as his anger with Guardiola. Really? It's <laughs> huh. because he just doesn't get any, you know, uh, he doesn't have like all his friends left. He's still mad over that. And then just coming back. Yeah. You know. His anger sees their relationship crack. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, he's still at a full ham as far as I know. So. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll keep an eye on it. Um, what else is next? Oh, yeah. We are at that uh, annual Club World Cup moment where you blink and it's over because it moves very, very quickly. Uh, it started uh, on Wednesday, on the 1st, between uh, Al-Ahi, re- representing the uh, uh, African CAF. And then you had Auckland City representing Oceania. And Al-Ahi did a really good number on them, 3-0 comprehensive win. Which then, of course, sets up uh, the big battle that, you know, Seattle Sounders making history as the first MLS team representing CONCACAF. We'll get there. Well, I guess we can just go there right away. Um, the first match, though, yesterday, you had uh, we did Casablanca. They are they get to enter as the host nation there in Morocco, who played Al Hilal from Saudi Arabia. Uh, I guess they won the uh, what would that be the Asia? Um, what is the name of the conference? Asian Confederation. There's another word they're missing there. Sorry, MJ. It's there's I know there's a, there's a Three words. Anyway, uh, they tied 1-1, and Al-Hilal wins, I think it was 5-3 on PKs. So they're going through. And then, of course, the one that we were paying attention to, Sounders making their historic debut as their top reps, again playing Al-Ahi. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you all felt about this, but I didn't think it was going to go great for Seattle, considering it's like preseason and they're going against one of the best teams in not just Africa, but the entire Middle East and, and greater Asia. <laughs> and they end up, actually, they played pretty well. This is a very, very late goal. I think it was like in the 80-something, 88th minute. Uh, but they lose 1-0, so Al-Ahi moves on. Um, you know, that's a respectable 1-0 loss, especially when you really haven't done anything. Like, this is preseason for them. Yeah. Um, and so, that, go ahead. That loss gives them a million dollars. So if we're just participating, yeah, you get a million dollars. So yeah. So there you go, thanks, Seattle. Thanks for showing up. Here's your thanks graphic. for showing. Here's your here's your uh-huh. here's your million dollars. Cool mill. Don't spend it all on Garber Bucks, okay? Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this a lot, all of these competitions where MLS teams tend to be at a disadvantage because they're coming in when these other sides are like right in the prime of their season and at yeah. the height of their fitness for the year. So I mean, you don't expect too much. I watched some of the first half um, before I left the bar yesterday. Um, it Seattle looked like a side that I hadn't played in a while and was still trying to figure out where everyone fit in. And yep. Alahi looks like they knew exactly what they needed to do to get it done, and right. they did. They they looked that that first match. They looked very very good like there was a just no no not too much disrespect to Auckland but it, it probably could have been like six nil <laughs> I think they kind of like <laughs> hit the brakes at one point I'm just like all right let's not embarrass them um so this uh sets up where are they now so you've got the semifinals coming on Tuesday and Wednesday the 7th and 8th uh the first one will be uh Flamengo representing CONCACAF representing Conmebol, sorry, against Al-Hilal. And I don't know if you all saw it on on the IG, but they had a ridiculous march to the airport in Rio where they basically just took over the entire runway, (laughs) which which is, you don't always see that for like security reasons or whatever, but (laughs) clearly clearly the people at the airport were just like, you know what, let them go. And and, and just like, what are they going to do? Yeah. I know, like a thousand supporters with the flares and with the drums, just like walking to the right. airplane. It's like, I mean, man, is Morocco I'm are sure. they, are they prepared for this? <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm sure they knew that something was coming and that they kind of yeah. like they have contingency plans for for those kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'll be that'll be a fun one. And then finally, on 
Wednesday, you've got the next already semifinal once semifinal once again. Alahi's still rolling, but they're gonna hit the brick wall that is Real Madrid. And but who knows? They've got momentum. It'd be a historic and huge upset if they can pull it off. Um, could be a big one. Could be a big one. So we'll see how that rolls. But uh, yeah, after that, it's basically over. We'll have our finalists and it'll go at this time next week. It will be over. It starts and ends just like that. Very quickly. Yeah, I don't watch this uh, tournament at all just because I think it's just, I don't know. When it's when it's not coming right between two World Cup years that are just like smashed together like yeah. like this, it can be fun to watch. Like leading when it's when it's the only thing (laughs) right a couple of years ago it was fun to watch because it was just like a break from epl and you're still waiting for mls to start up and uh, but yeah right in the middle of all the world cup post-covid insanity like it i'm surprised that they held it at all honestly right well and it sounded like we talked about this on on some previous episodes but they, they have this idea of of expanding it and making it more similar to an actual world cup tournament where there's going to be qualifications and maybe brackets and things like that, which, which would be cool. But then it's also like, like to your point, Bridget, how, how are they going to fit this in between all the league play? If it's going to be a full month and you're going to have to go from a group stage to 16 to quarters to everything, you know, like how's that going to fit? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's jump to EPL. Uh, Bridget does not want to talk about Liverpool. Didn't happen. Uh, nope. Sch- Schrodinger's clop. No, nobody saw it. Didn't happen. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I, I know. Gonna, I was gonna just say, well, they didn't play yesterday, but honestly, that's actually true. Liverpool did not. Uh, oh, so. yeah. No, it's just amazing how um, how G yells at the TV saying, "We need midfielders. We need midfielders," and. I don't know that Jude doing him uh, is yep. becoming really, really a necessity when he when it comes to the next transfer window. But um, the cool thing is, I woke up to try to watch Liverpool game, and then I woke up to G coming running up the stairs and saying to me, literally coming around the stairs, but saying Everton beat Arsenal, and I was like, "Yes, what? <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, uh, huge uh, win, one nil." Uh, bottom of the barrel beating the contenders right now number one which i don't think a lot of people foresaw uh this, there you this go, was MJ. dude yes <laughs> what what's the i can i didn't put his name in here but the new no. manager um i can't think of his name right now do you know bridget the new guy nope. uh anyway pretty pretty epic uh way I've to clearly start his, been paying attention right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's an epic way to start his career though for that kind of a, a win it, it actually gives them a little bit of breathing room moves them out of the relegation zone for the time being. I mean, they're still like hovering right around it. Uh, but you know, that's, that's something to build. If you're just going to like, you know, drop kick the, uh, the leaders and move on. So get on them. I put it in, they still need Adrian Heath. So, you know, let's, let's make those contracts. Let's get it written up. The Everton, the only way Everton can continue this momentum and stay above the line is with Adrian Heath on that staff. He is available. Let's go. Uh, Sean Deitch. There you go. Uh, Man U 2-1 over Crystal Palace. The real story here is Casemiro just getting a red card in spectacular fashion with a classic choke. Um, You know, at this point, I I put it here, if you're already getting a red for literally double hand choking somebody, it's just like, just, just work that clinch and like Get him, get him down, and start throwing knees and throwing elbows. It's like, what's going to happen? You've already got a red. May as well get your message across. Exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yep. It looks like Brentford at the same time must have been listening to Men in Blazers and just uh, when the 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 discussion of how much Chelsea has spent in this transfer window and decided, hey, they're talking bad about us. Let's go. Yeah, middle fingers. (laughs) Yeah, three dollars. What you say about me? Let's go. That, that, that team is impressive, especially when you consider, you know, comparatively how how little, how few financial resources they have compared to the other teams. Yeah, no, they're I, they're I, still I, in. They're just outside of Champions League, which is insane. They're in seventh. 
they're about uh, what is it? They're six points from being in Europa League, and then seven points from being in Champions League qualification. Incredible. Um, let's go to the uh, African Confederation (CAF). So I, I, I always forget that they have a, a rotating tournament that is not the African Cup of Nations that we're all familiar with and we do cover on this program. This is, in fact, the African Nations Championship that ended yesterday. Uh, it was Algeria and Senegal. Senegal winning uh, five to four on penalties. The difference here, you're probably asking, because I myself was asking, <laughs> how is it different <laughs> than the African Cup of Nations? And it is. Uh, the, the main point here is that every player has to be based in Africa. So you're playing for an African team. So, for example, like Mane would not be in this tournament. That's African Cup of Nations. So I think there's a little more prestige put on that one because you are getting, you know, the players that are playing in Europe or elsewhere. Uh, but this is also a cool thing, too, that, you know, I, I almost think it's kind of a, a cool idea that all the domestic African players within their domestic African leagues kind of get their own thing. So yeah. that's what this it gets, was. It gets to show kind of what they've developed with the help of all of these players who have gone overseas and played. Correct. And, um, and come back and develop the game within the within the continent. So, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a, that's you know, a cool one. And it ends the same way. Senegal won the other one. Senegal wins <laughs> this one. It's Senegal. <laughs> They're consistent. Uh, all right. So now we get to our little good news section here. We have a couple. I'll start with this one. I alluded to it earlier with the uh, Seleção Feminina from Brazil, um, with the momentum push, with the new coach, with all these new players and. Uh, and just watching social media and seeing people start to get really hyped about this team. Uh, maybe, I, I don't know if it's if there's like a psychological tie to just the poor performances lately of the men's team, but I don't know. They're, for whatever reason, there's a lot of momentum right now with this team. Uh, the Federation is making a 2027 push for the Women's World Cup for the next one. Uh I don't know how they want to do it. They're trying to, and Rio, I know, is pushing hard. Again, Bridget, we talked about, you talked about infrastructure, like nothing needs to happen. It's all there. It's all ready. It's all set. Um, so I don't know if they want to like spread it out or they, in, in realistic terms, they probably could just keep it between Rio and Sao Paulo. There's enough stadiums and infrastructure just between the two cities there. So who knows? But they're starting to kind of, you know, take notes and and plan things out and get this bid, cross all the T's, dot all the I's so that it's kind of a, you know, an offer that FIFA can't refuse, which would be incredible. So 2027, potentially Women's World Cup, no Brasil. So for our million dollar Patreon sponsors, please buy the three of us some tickets. We can <laughs> go there and these two can meet my family and see all that chaos. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a place to stay, right? So, sort of. Wait, we're, we're not sleeping in tents, are we? You will not be sleeping in tents. Okay, all right. I, don't have, I don't we won't have to travel for water once we get there, or no, it's 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 a bit of a bus ride from uh, from Goiás to to Rio or São Paulo. Though I'll say that we we um, can we can drink we can drink outside, right? We don't. You definitely can drink outside. No. There 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 are no no cruise ships that we have to stay in, does it? Right. Ooh, that's a tougher one. Uh, not sure. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> you know, I will take a cruise ship off of Brazil over a cruise ship <laughs> off of Qatar any day. <laughs> I I do. So when I was a, a student, I was living there. I I I uh, did some volunteer work in a favela in Sao Paulo. So maybe I can work those connections, and we can all <laughs> hang in the favela. <laughs> Great, that's gonna be uh, awesome. You know, <laughs> Monte Azul. Shout out to my peeps in Monte Azul. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be fun. No, uh, seriously, yeah. It would be. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo, to you. Uh, I'll, take it away. This is yours. All right. To end some uh, news, and sometimes um, there's some really good news, and sometimes we, we try to bring you all some, some enlightening and some funny things. But as me and Eric, has, we always want to try to play, but we always know that we're getting older. And that kind of deals with our mental health of not being able to do that. But if you know who Kazuyoshi Miura is, uh, a.k.a. known as King Kazoo, breaks more records as the 55-year-old signs with Portuguese club Oliveirense. 
So he's 55 years old. He turns 56 next year Brilliant. and still playing professionally, playing professionally football, soccer for 38 years, literally. Love it. He's played in Brazil, Japan, Italy, Croatia, Australia. And, um, you know, overall, um, you know, it's just a, a, just a crazy story, but an awesome story. I mean, you started in the J League when it launched, you know, um, and so it's just overall, like he spent so much time just traveling everywhere, being able to be that. I just, I just want to, I can't wait to read the memoir book for King Kazoo just to see what, what, what was it? The, that, you know, is he a mutant? Is he some kind of, how do you last 56, you being a fit, being almost 56 and still play professionally, even if it's division two or whatever, you know, I mean, I think that's, that's impressive. I also think it's also, you know, uh, an interesting thing. I'm sure a division two team in Portuguese, but more for the aspect of the news, because we're talking about it now, but, um, <laughs> but just overall, He's a good-looking uh, you know, dude. I'm looking at pictures I, of him right now. He yeah, looks great I, for 56. Holy crap! And I think so. Props to King Kazoo for for being able to do that. Looking forward to hearing more news out of the. And it just means we have to watch another another league, right? Another we have to watch King Kazoo, see what he can do, and see if see if that's picked up somewhere. But yeah, no, I thought it was awesome. You know, it means I. I it means we still can do it, Eric. We still can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. We got <laughs> we got another fifteen uh, years. We still can do it. I've got. Uh, I might have a functional egg by by then. Um, right. <laughs> it's crazy because you read some of the uh, the memoirs that are out there now about guys who are playing like into their early thirties, and mm-hmm. they're talking about all of the massages that they need just to like go out and training, and just to keep up and warm up, and uh, is does he like does he do full training or is he one of these guys who like goes for a jog and then he shows up for games? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I don't either. For, for all I know, he could be Roswell Ghoul and just hangs up in the Lazarus pits all day and just comes He looks back legit. Out. Like I'm, I'm looking at Puts a cigarette and down and, and runs on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, it, from everything I'm seeing here on, on Google, he looks legit. Like he looks like a player, like not just hanging on the bench. Like you said, for a few minutes and then coming in, like, you look like the guy that wants to be out there the whole time. Super awesome. impressive. Super impressive. All right. Well, that'll do it. Kind of a quick one. Uh, not a lot to report locally, but I'm sure we'll get some more here. And uh, next week we'll come back with the end of the Club World Cup. See kind of how that pans out. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some other big news as well. Um, hopefully I don't wipe out on skis. My uh, phenom son is, is moving on into sectionals. That's ex- exciting and has a B-Day this week as well. So it's a big week for him. And that's about all I got, unless you guys have anything to add. Enjoy the warmth for today, Sunday, and um, we get closer to watching more football. We, we're only a f- less than 200 days or or le- no, probably like I don't know how many more days till the World Cup, but the Women's World Cup. But I'm looking forward to that. So mm-hmm. I am excited. We got She Believes Cup, so that should be lots of fun. Yeah, um, it's a good preview. So we'll probably sh- uh, I'll probably share my password with 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 Eric. Uh, I've got since- it, dude. I've, I've I've got HBO. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah, it sounds good. He's like, finally, one I can watch. Yes. yes. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. Whole tournament. That's right. Yep. Just Indeed. just splurge for Paramount, my friend. It's only like six bucks a month. So you can do it. I've actually got that thanks to uh, Pedersen Roberto. I don't use it very often, but oh. I do. But That's, I'm I, I think I got it one month to watch like one game, and I keep forgetting mm-hmm. about it, and so it keeps yeah. renewing. And now I'm finally like watching. I shows. I <laughs> use it mostly for Brasileirão. So I mean, they're off season right now, so I haven't really done anything after. You know, we, we praised uh, Wix for such a long time when they were doing their thing. Vix, Vix, right? Vix or Wix, whichever one it was. Because it was free and it was great. And then it's yeah. like, ah, Eric's enjoying himself. Paywall. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I forgot about this, but in Peru, there's currently some controversy because of the protest and still being under, um, I don't want to say martial law, but it's still, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's still being under... 
It's close. Yeah. It's close. It's- yeah. So so the Liga Liga Uno is is started, but eight teams have chosen not to play. Oh, interesting. And so uh, because of the protests and everything that was going on, so now there's this function calling calling the walkover. Uh, which literally means, you know, it's like uh, it, it's uh, you don't show up, the other team gets points. So, so far, that's happened five times so far this first week. Wow. Uh, so, I'm going to keep a track on it and probably see if I can find more information on it. And maybe we'll do some Patreon content for that. But that's something to keep your eyes on. So, that's really interesting. So, I mean, yeah, what point does the uh, does the federation just say this isn't worth it or 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 just plow through it too, which is. Seems like something that you know that people would do for dinero, even in the midst of that kind of social unrest. But interesting, uh, interesting. King Kazoo has two hundred seventy-eight appearances for Yokohama. I've seen. Jesus, two hundred seventy-eight. Uh huh, and twenty-seven goals. I don't Monster. even check in that often into my local Chipotle. So right, and before that, he had 192 appearances for Verdi Kawasaki. Good lord, he's legit. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he logs in more the numbers. More, are... he, he logs more mileage than I think any of us combined. His, his career get. page on Wikipedia is longer than the bio section. Look at that. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Wow. Yeah, I'll make sure I tweet Very that cool. out. All right, everyone. Yes. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Bridget and Rodrigo, as always. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN Football Show. You want to hang with us? And yeah, we'll get out of here and see you next week. Bye.